When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Future Cast on the Player Profiler Radio Network, powered by the Breakout Finder. Go over to your App Store, go to Google Play, go to the Apple App Store, download the Breakout Finder today. I'm still drafting in my rookie drafts. I'm in the fifth round of some drafts that are going seven rounds. Some drafts haven't even started yet. You got your home leagues that probably aren't going to have their drafts till July, August. Go over to the Breakout Finder today. Download the Breakout Finder app. Get those get the, get those teammate scores. Get those dominator ratings. Get all that fun stuff over there at the Breakout Finder. Also, go over to Underdog, underdogfantasy.com. Go over there and draft. We're drafting on Monday nights on the Early Risers podcast. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Get yourself a deposit match bonus up to $100. Go do it now. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Andy, my man, we're back. Futurecast, we took a, a little one-week hiatus after we did three shows in, in like six days. What have you been doing, man? How's it going? Yeah, I've been been chilling for the most part, man. Been good. Able to get out, cut my grass. Um, starting to get warm out in the middle of the Midwest, so it's nice to finally go outside and and not have to wear a sweatshirt. What about yourself? I have not been able to mow my yard uh, because it's rained. And the funny yeah. thing is, is that you know I've probably mowed I think four or five times uh, over the course of the last two months and that's a benefit of obviously living on the east coast there's not a lot of snow here we only had a couple of days uh throughout the winter but so i've been mowing a lot the yard was starting to get into good shape and then it, we did have a dry spell for probably six seven eight nine days whatever it was and i was like man we could probably use like a, a good shower and then uh all week sunday monday i sunday i told you so i think i talked to you yesterday sunday i got a little meal prep in i made some food on the some some burgers and some chicken on the on the blackstone and it started raining after I directly after I got done cooking, and then ever since Sunday night, all day Monday, all day Tuesday, today it's just been gloomy, and then it's supposed to rain again on Friday, Saturday. So I mean, we're just getting so. So then we're what's going to happen is like next Monday, Tuesday is going to be hot as hell, and it's going to be like all right, time to mow, and the and the lawn's going to be you know eight inches because it's going to hit that big boom, and it's just ebbs and flows of, of living on the East Coast. But hey, we're doing it. We're here. So yeah. And thankfully, we're talking we're talking college football win totals today, Cody. I'm, I've, I've been stoked. You know, I've been itching for this for for what feels like months now. So glad to finally be here. For a few weeks, we we're waiting for Caesars to drop these. Go over to Caesars Sportsbook today. Use that promo code UNDERWORLDCZR. UNDERWORLDCZR gets you a first bet insurance up to eleven hundred dollars. So make sure you go over to Caesars Sportsbook and do that today. But like I said, we've been waiting for these numbers to come out. They all came out. You you build us a great spreadsheet to, to, to go through all these guys. So I know you've been excited mm-hmm. for, like you said, over a month uh, before the draft we were talking about this show. So 
Um, just to re- just a small preview, and then I'm going to kick it right to you. Is we're going to go through the SEC today. We're going to have a couple shows over the next probably month. Big Ten, ACC. Pat, we're going to go through everybody. Uh, so Andy, I'm going to kick it to you. Let, let's kick off this SEC and let's uh, let's talk some some Nick Saban, some Jimbo, huh? You want to talk a little, yeah. little little beef? Yeah, let's talk some beef first before we get into the the business side of things. Yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, Saban was at a booster meeting recently and mentioned how basically hinted at the fact that, that people are playing their players to not go to Alabama and it's unimaginable that someone would want to go to like Jackson state or Texas A&M versus going to, to Alabama. Yeah. And like the first thought that comes to my brain is like, okay, he's, he's probably not meaning any, anything offensive by it right off the bat. But, like, he's probably just pandering to these boosters to give him more money. Like, basically selling them, like, hey, they're paying for players. Like, I'm doing the best that I can recruiting on our loan on pedigree in the name. But you got to give me some money. Open up the pockets so we can start getting some guys in here. Um, but I know some people are saying that, that you know, now he's just dragging people through the mud. I mean, what's your take on the situation? I mean, that, that was the first thought, right? It was like, A, why is he going after Jackson State? Because, like, in the grand scheme of things, if – Jackson State were ever to get to that level where they could actually compete with Bama, Saban will, yeah. Saban will be dead by then. Um, right. <laughs> the big thing was really Texas sure. A&M. He's like, Texas A&M, you know, they paid every single player they got. And that's when Jimbo was like, hey, man, what's the, what's the old saying? You, you don't throw rocks at a glass house. You, you know, you got yeah. – don't throw rocks when you have a glass house, something like that. And, like – Saban, Saban, I, I guarantee you he hasn't been clean. Like, there's no way in hell this whole process this last 20 years has been clean at Alabama to get this to where no it way. is. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, this guy won a championship at LSU, and he's a failed NFL coach. But, uh, yeah, we're going to trust him from the jump. Like, <laughs> he didn't just go get Hul- yeah. Julio Jones because, you know, he, he's, he's driving a Cadillac or whatever. Like, th- no, that's not how these things work. But I think you were right. He's like, hey, you know, we've been cheating to this level. And now everybody's up to our level. So now, hey, boosters, if we want to keep this thing rolling, give daddy some money. That was kind of my thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, like, how also, like, if it's if it's th- this early in the season, right, and he's, like, begging for money already, like, how fucking pushy are these fucking people, these fans of Alabama? Like, we need to see top number one recruit. I mean, they're number two in recruiting for 2022. It's not like they're number eight. They're not falling behind Texas. You're not behind Notre Dame. Like, but the problem is, is, is Jimbo's ahead of him. And Jimbo came in right. really, really quick and flipped the script, right? Right, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see We'll see based on what the season, this upcoming season is going to be if Jimbo's actually turning the corner at a and that's 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 the big question, obviously, right? Jimbo, yeah. they were eighth last year in recruiting, and they jumped all the way up to number one, where Bama's just been sitting there for for year after year after year, one two one two one two, uh, and A and M finally made that big jump. So it'll be very interesting to see. We also saw Bama jump into the transfer portal a lot this uh, this spring. Um, there's some new rules I think coming out uh, regarding the transfer portal, where there's going to be a window now uh, where you can join and where you can leave. Uh, the transfer portal, so it's going to help like roster construction. So we're not talking about it every single week here on the future cast on the uh, player <laughs> profiler YouTube channel. Go subscribe, click that button, join the community, join the underworld army, and then if you're listening on podcast, click that subscribe button, leave a review, do the damn thing. But Alabama fifth in the transfer portal rankings and second in the overall rankings. There's another team that we'll talk about later 
from the SEC. There's two teams that are actually ahead of Alabama in the transfer portal, but we'll talk about those later. But, again, I think what you said about is Jimbo – can Jimbo actually take the next step on the field is the biggest question. Um, and I, I, what are your what are your thoughts on, on the, the quarterback situation there? Do you think, like, that's the – for me, that's the big difference for Bama to Texas A&M is – yeah, it's pretty clear uh, the real talent, like the running back, the quarterback, that talent right there from from both sides. I don't, I don't think A and M's going to be on their level this year. No, I mean, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine like Haynes King or like Max Johnson like just fire you up right to be like, oh fuck, I can't wait to go to College Station and see this this team play. Like, I don't know. We'll jump into it. I'm not going to drop any nuggets yet, but like, there's some history behind like Jimbo not uh, you know achieving the fullest potential right kind of riding on what he did at Florida State first and and James and that could have all been like James Winston like he James Winston is a good NFL backup quarterback good NFL I mean decent NFL starter right kind of a bonehead but I mean all the talent in the world right so he rode him to one national championship and I think it's fair to say that this is the year that Jimbo's got to put up or shut up when it comes to the. He's got the recruits. He's got the boosters behind him. Like this is this is it. It's now time to to nut up or shut up. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Like you said, the the thing with Max Johnson transferring in is like, is he the guy? I've never been a big left-handed quarterback fan the way it stands, but uh, Haynes King, I think, is gonna <laughs> is gonna put up put on a, a an argument for that starting position. But I think as far as honestly 2022 goes, you see the number there uh, at eight and a half. I'm I and you see the eight and a half in comparison to Bama's eleven was eleven and a half. I think that number right there is telling you, you know, we still think A and M's a year away. Even you know, they got Devon A chain, they got Ina Smith, they got a couple of pieces. They're still not on Bama's level, so. If Jimbo's really going to do this thing, he's going to have, it's going to take him a little bit. This number one recruiting class is going to go a long way. Last year's number six recruiting recruiting class is going to go a long way. But that stuff takes time to catch up. Right. So like you said, Texas A&M coming in, eight and a half wins is the, is the total. Win total over is minus 170. Under is plus 145. Okay, what if I were to tell you that since taking over the job, at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, ready? 2018, 8-4, 2019, 7-5. 2020, which, again, is the season that the Northwestern Wildcats went to the Big Ten Championship two and three years, not a big deal. 2021, he went 8-4 again, and the number is sitting at 8.5. Are they begging you to take the over here? Are they are they really trying to, to lure people into this? Are people really going to take this line? It's SEC, right? They're pulling you in for the SEC thing. They open up, honestly, Sam Houston. People look at that schedule and they're like, oh, Sam Houston, yeah, that's a that's a cakewalk. Sam Houston's been dominant in the FC, FCS, right? The, the, the FCS championship yeah. is hosted down there in Texas, and Sam Houston's in that argument every single year. Being from North Dakota, watched a lot of North Dakota State football. Uh, Sam Houston's been on the radar Top five, top ten every single year. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be it's at home. It's in Texas, right? They're gonna win, but it's not gonna be a cakewalk. Appalachian State, we know year after year is a comp is a is a competitive team. They always have a running back and, and a couple offensive linemen that go to the league. Miami, 
That Miami game's not going to be a cakewalk. Miami's been loading up on on the uh, Mario Crystal Ball. Get the you fuck, know, get you know, the I'm going to, you know, here. I'm going to talk about it. But, get but think, Miami, no, Miami listen, is trash, dude. Okay, Mar- you, you're you're just saying that because that's the team that I cheer for. But you're over here touting for a team with a two and a half over under Northwestern. So get out of here. Just it's three and a half. Okay, it's three. And oh, half. they bumped it's, it. It's three and a half. They, they, they're they're half. trying to lure it's, you in to take the over on that, aren't they? Miami, Miami's trying to lure you into taking their their total bank. I'm on. not. Cha- I'm not taking over. My thing is this: the quarterback is okay. there. They have a quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Garcia. They're two strong quarterbacks. They have a very young receiving core, all sophomores and freshmen. Young running backs. Uh, they got a senior at tight end. They got an offensive line that's finally coming together and a defense that lost a lot of guys. But the thing is, is Crystal Ball came in. He's kind of doing kind of what Jimbo is, but he's like a year behind Jimbo, where he's he's trying to get the recruits, he's trying to get the transfers, and they're paying guys the the whole ordeal, right? Right, yeah. But Miami, again, is not going to be a cakewalk. There are three home games, Sam Houston, App State, Miami. Not going to be a cakewalk. And then you got Bam on the schedule, Old Miss, Florida, LSU. Like, the only real, okay, that's going to be a cakewalk is, what, Massachusetts? Arkansas, probably? Yeah. I mean, Arkansas, so, like, Arkansas losing Traylon Burks is, is tough, right? But they bring back... KJ Jefferson, right? That's I, I don't know if that's necessarily a loss right off the bat, but yeah, I tough game. I think tough you gotta game. go. You gotta go under, right? I mean, plus one forty-five. I, I think you go. I, I go under here. Twelve games. All right, you're, you're playing twelve games here. The number is eight and a half, so they have to win nine, right? So if they lose three, that puts them at nine and nine and three. Yeah. So three games. Find your three games on this list right here. Bama. Bama. Yeah, and then two and three are probably going to be Florida. Uh, maybe maybe Florida. Old Miss is going to be a loss. Old Miss was the was the third one I was going to say because of the the turnover yeah. they've had from talent. I, it is late enough in the year. I think Old Miss is going to be clicking, but it's a home game. Um, South Carolina is a question just because of they, they bring in Rattler, they bring in some transfers from Oklahoma. They've they've added they get the running back Marshawn Lloyd back. At South Carolina, yeah. that could be a dirty game. Auburn, that was gonna be a, that was gonna be a I tough one it. for sure. I, I, like Florida, Old Miss, South Carolina, Bama is a gauntlet, and you're starting out with that that KJ Jefferson game against Arkansas. Like that's five games that are gonna be tough. And then you're talking about LSU last game of the year. I know LSU is not the team that we've saw a couple years ago, but it is Brian Kelly and it is Week 12. So that team's gonna be clicking or dead Week 12. If they're clicking, that could be yeah. your burner right there. That could that could make them stuck at eight wins. They get number eight against UMass, and then they get stunned by LSU, uh, you know, 27-24, okay, so just like last year. So we're both we're both on the under with Texas A&M. Just under. to cover, just to be clear with everyone. Under. Under, under at plus money. Next up, yeah, next up on the list here, Alabama. Let's go back up to the top here of the SEC West. So Alabama – Win total set at 11. It was 11 and a half early April, and that's when I really loved that line because that gave you a little bit of wiggle room. But over is minus 140, under is plus 110. Um, first time in a long time that Bama's had back-to-back away games. And there's something out there that's like if you win or lose your first back-to-back away game, the following away game, you're like 90% chance or 75% chance of losing that one or winning that one. So it's like kind of an opposite. So you win one, you're going to win one, lose one basically. So, you know, they lost on the road last year, Texas A&M, to third-string quarterback. This year, back-to-back away games at LSU and Ole Miss. 
Cody, where are you going here? Number two in recruiting class. Does Saban, has Saban done enough to get the over here? Who's he going to lose to? Who? Is Texas back in, Is Texas back by week two? No. Texas no. is going to be a game. Like, Texas could potentially make it a game. But, again, this is what, like, and this is the thing, is, like, last year we did this with Miami where Miami came in 14th and got absolutely dog-walked because, because we know what Bama is. Bama's the strongest team in football. We talked about this as soon as the national championship was over. We said put all the money on the farm on Bama to win the title next year. We knew it was every, Will Anderson coming back, Bryce Young coming back. There's a reason they're number one, number two in the Heisman voting right now or in the Heisman running. And they're going to you know, put the second stringers out against Utah State. Starters will play the first half against Texas. UL Monroe. Vandy's going to be a cakewalk at home. Arkansas, eh, okay. Like, again, we talked about this with, with A&M. Then they play A&M at home. Last year they went to A&M and lost by three. Going to A&M is a little bit different. They played Tennessee. Tennessee, honestly, is the one game I'm really worried about. Old Miss, late in the season, makes you think a little bit, eh. But again, what's going to happen with Old Miss? There's so much turnover at the key uh, offensive positions that Jackson Dart comes in. Does he even, you know, is he, is he what we expect him to be? Across the line is the connections. What, like, you, you know how it goes. I, again, Tennessee makes me think a little bit. Uh, October 15th at Tennessee. Old Miss, if they're clicking, is going to be a game. 11, 11 0. Um, um, 11 and a half. I would probably take the under just because you get the 11. 11 0, I'm probably staying away just because it's, it's, to go under, you need, you need two losses. To go over, they need to go undefeated. That's just a tougher bet. I'm not doing, I'm not betting it. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I, I think I, I I'm kind of with you there. I'm not. I don't have a confident bet either way. But I think if I had to lean one, I probably go under. And here's why. I think that what was shaping up to be just a good game, week six, like you mentioned against Texas A&M, is gonna be a phenomenal match, right? Must watch TV yeah. with everything going on, all the drama right now. I think that that potentially could be a loss. And then you're looking at either Brian Kelly coming in and beating him. Or or on the road, or you're look, looking at um, Lane Kiffin coming in with Jackson Dart. I think like probably not Brian Kelly year one, but I could see with Ole Miss coming off a bye. It's week eleven. You know they've been through the bigger SEC gauntlet, right? I mean they wrap up after Ole Miss, and they have Austin P week twelve and Auburn and the you know the Iron Bowl in week thirteen like they normally do. I. I, you're, none of those guys are going to beat them. So I think Ole Miss probably has a shot. Texas A&M has a shot. LSU has a shot just from the pure athlete perspective. That's why I, I think I lean under more than over. But I, I would also probably stay away from this too. But I lean the under. LSU's going to LSU might make it a game if John Emery's back yeah. and he's he's John Emery. Jaden Daniels comes in and actually, you know, is close to 190 plus pounds. I don't think Butte is going to play. I don't think he's going to put the put the helmet on at all this year. That's my personal opinion. Um, so that with that, I wouldn't. LSU is just a sticky one this whole season, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm just going to stay away from the Alabama bet at 11-0. 11-5, I'd go under. 10-5, I'd go over. Okay, so some people would argue that Virginia. You're you're in Virginia, right? Yeah. Some people would argue Virginia is a southern-ish state. And you moved from from Minnesota there, yeah. right? Or, or you went to North Dakota, right? Yeah. W- did you also get a Southern accent when you moved to the South? 
Yeah. Like Brian Kelly did? Yes, because I didn't move with my family. <laughs> I, I moved alone, so I left my family in Minnesota. That was that was the most wild thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Just him suddenly getting in a southern accent to attract more people. It's very cringy, but very funny. My family is very happy to be down here at LSU and dancing with these five-star recruits. And my family would like to thank you for welcoming us, the Kellys, into Baton Rouge. Thank you from my family. Well, well, uh, um, uh, Walmart brand Brian Kelly, let's talk about LSU then. The win total comes in at 7. Over is plus 100. Under is minus 130. Uh, Brian Kelly coming in. Giving people seizures, grinded on recruits, throwing up gang signs in these videos, Southern accent, all of it. But that said, what's the play here, Cody? The play? The play, yeah. again, like I said with the Alabama one, is to likely stay away. Florida State opening up. Florida State's not the old – Florida State's not your, uh, your, your older brother's Florida State, just like we talked about with Jimbo. Uh, I think they bounce back, but I don't think they're going to bounce back quick enough. Uh, this is going to be a, a nasty, nasty matchup, in my opinion. I, I don't think either team is ready uh, week one, so I think it's going to be like a – it's either going to be like a 17-14 or like a 41-40, uh, and it could go either way. Southern, okay. Uh, yeah. But as you get down the stretch, you're talking Bama, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Florida, Tennessee – uh, right there, that's five losses in my opinion. Uh, that puts them right at seven and five. So I'm going to take the under on LSU at seven. Put them right back at six where they were last year. Oh, no, 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 no. Dude, this is a six and six team. Exactly. Last year. Yeah, but last year with with Ed Orgeron, though, who knew he was out the door. With right? a defense. Going around hitting, hitting on people at gas stations. That's the coach that was – he was inviting girlfriends, kids to come practice with them. What's wrong with that? Those guys – those guys are not – get the fuck out of here. None of that's going to be here now. You have Brian Kelly, the the, the Southern boy from Massachusetts, uh, coming in here. And I think, like, they're going to win easy at Tennessee. I don't see that being a threat. Old Miss, probably. They lose against Bama. That's a guaranteed loss. Um, your hard road games, like, I don't think Auburn's a hard road game. Uh, we'll talk about them in a minute here. Florida, new coach. They got talent to match LSU, but I don't think they're going to beat them there. Arkansas, Texas A&M are your only real two road spots, and you have no back-to-back away game scheduled this season at all. So scheduling-wise, they did them, they did them a great service here, but I see, like, home games are all wins except for two losses, maybe against Ole Miss and Alabama, and then potentially two more losses against Arkansas and Texas A&M, but the rest of the schedule looks looks fine to me. That's four, and you, go, and and week one. I go over four, and week one could be a slip up. Four, four, no way. Four one. No but way. that's what I'm saying though. That's four you just listed. You listed Old Miss, Bama, A and M, and Florida, right? The two ho- the two rough. No, no. Alabama, Old Miss, Arkansas, and Texas. A&M. Arkansas. I think Florida is an easy. You yeah, think Florida is easy? You think Florida is an easy win at Florida? Oh in yeah, the swamp. New, yeah, yeah. New new coach coming in. Absolutely, yeah. I think this is the first year for it. I think they. I think they 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 win. In the swamp. Really? For sure. You're not, yeah. You're not worried about yeah. Anthony Richardson, Justin Shorter, in, in none of these guys. None of these guys worry you at all. And that's defense doesn't worry you at all? No, no. 
No, I don't. I'm not worried about it at all. Just bring it. Right. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm going LSU. I'm going the over. Brian Kelly's a better coach than Ed Orgeron ever was. And I'm not. I'm not arguing I'm not that. Convinced. I'm not arguing that. I think. I think Kelly's a great coach, but this is a. It's a. And, it's a task. And, but you're finishing the year two with Texas A&M, right? Like, <clears throat> if if you weren't finishing the year with Texas A&M, I, like I have no con- I don't have a lot of confidence that Jimbo is going to keep the wheels on the bus for that long anyway. So there's a chance that they end up picking off Jimbo at the end of the year, right? Or they catch Arkansas, uh, you know, later in the season two, the second half of the season two. So that's where I'm going. I'm going over seven wins, LSU. So you think this LSU team is better than last year's LSU team? Yeah, I'll take a shot on them. I think they have better coaching. I think the scheming is going to be better. Talent is probably not on par with it last year, but I think better scheming, decent talent – Brian Kelly, I think I think he'll he'll be able to do enough I'm gonna, to get him over seven wins. I'm gonna go under, like I said, you're gonna go over. I'm gonna go under just because I don't think that you kind of said you know you're not sure if if Jimbo's gonna be able to keep the wheels on the bus. I'm not sure if Brian Kelly's gonna have the talent around him to keep that offense scoring points in the SEC. So that's why I'm a, I'm going under. Yeah, I mean, but like look at the recruiting ranking, right? Like you're bringing in. From the transfer portal, like he didn't work in the transfer portal. So so far, right, six three, six four stars coming in, seven three stars coming in. I, I think the talent that he can't gain organically, he's bringing in from Notre Dame. I, I'm telling you, I think it's gonna be over. I think it's gonna right. be over there. All right, first 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 year at Central Michigan, four and seven back in 2004. First year at Cincinnati, he was interim the first year, one and zero, and then he came back ten and three. And then his first year at Notre Dame, eight and five, eight and five. He only had one losing season uh, in his ten years, his twelve-year tenure at Notre Dame uh, was a four and eight season in 2016. So I mean, it, it, that would tell you his first year at Notre Dame was with Dane Christ, Sierra Wood. Remember those guys? So Michael <laughs> Floyd. We'll see. He was he was decent. He was he was yeah, represent Minnesota. Okay. So let's go ahead then and talk through one of the games that we had questions about that could end up being a road loss for LSU, Arkansas. Yep. So Arkansas, you got Sam Pittman, who honestly I wasn't very high on when they hired him. I thought he was going to be kind of a bust coming out. But obviously, pretty good job. He's coming into year three, coming off an 8-4 and four season, regular season. I mean, kind of surprised a lot of people with, with some of the wins they pulled off, right? I mean, um, beating A&M. That came out of fucking nowhere, right? Neutral site win last year. Total set at seven wins. The over is minus 125. Under is minus 105. Cody, do they replicate the success they had last year? I love the talent they have. They brought Jaden Hasselwood over from Oklahoma. They plug him in at receiver. He's 6'3", 202. He should play in that same-ish role. Uh, in the slot, uh, mainly, a little bit outside. Same thing Traylon Burks did. I think him and K.J. Jefferson have a great connection. Raheem Sanders is still there. Hudson Henry, remember Hudson Henry? Hunter Henry's brother. Trey Knox, they got strong tight ends. I think this Arkansas team, like you said, is going to be – They. it's this weird thing with Sam Pittman where he gives you the same vibes that Ogeron did where it was just like – Hey man, we're gonna come down here. We're gonna play some football, and that's just gonna be the way it is. Like they just, they just got the it factor on Saturdays when they buckle up the chin straps. Uh, KJ Jefferson, you know, a lot of people don't like him. I don't hate him. 
That's the thing where I, that's where I said I'm like this guy just shows up and plays. They beat a ten, they beat a Texas team last year that was ranked by 20. They beat A and M last year. Uh, they got some strong wins on the table. They pushed Alabama to the end of the game at Alabama 35-42 last year. They beat Penn State uh, in the Outback Bowl. Uh, I think an Arkansas team right here. It, the what's the number at? Seven. I think I think I got to go over at seven. They they nine and okay. four last year. Um, I, I I don't see you know early on Cincinnati they lost a lot of talent. South Carolina I don't think they're going to be ready by week two. These are home games by the way. People people write these down as losses, but Cincinnati again they lose Ritter, they lose Alec Pierce, they lose Jerome Ford. It's going to be a little revamp in there. Are they going to be ready week one where Jefferson's going to be clicking with with Henry with Hasselwood? South Carolina also with is Rattler the guy? Is he not? Week two, you never know. Missouri State. AM, boom, they hit a wall. Do they lose at AM? Probably. Come back home for Bama. At Bama last year, they pushed Bama. Those are two tough games where they beat AM last year and they almost beat Bama. Two tough games. Right. At Mississippi, at BYU, at Auburn. You can write, I would right now put AM, Bama. I question, I question Ole Miss. That's where I'm at. Okay. What about the what about uh, back-to-back aways? So you're saying, are you the back-to-back away games are against Mississippi State in Week Six and then at BYU in Week Seven? Are you are you concerned at all about the BYU game? Right, Kalani Sataki's been doing a phenomenal job at BYU. Do you think they're going to try and make a statement this year, try and whoop on an SEC team before they jump to the Big 12 next year? Do you think this is a chance that Sam Pittman gets bit on the road? I mean, no. It, it, it's no. BYU. BYU is going to be going to be strong every year, but they're an independent. Uh, I'm not really. It's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, going to BYU is going to be this this daunting task where they just you know they lost Zach Wilson they lose Algier now what do they got Gunnar Romney like they played Utah <laughs> they played Utah and Arizona State to 10 point games last year we're talking about SEC football uh going over there like okay they played Virginia late in the season last year from the ACC but that's not the SEC and even in that game they had to score 66 to beat Virginia who doesn't have a defense I don't know I think uh and then okay so Let's let's put this one up to question then. Okay, so they lose to they used to lose to BYU. A and M and Bama are probably losses, even though they played them strong and beat beat A and M last year. So that's three. And then we got Ole Miss, that's four. And the number for Arkansas is seven. So that would still put them at eight and four. I'm taking yeah. I'm I'm staying with the over. It's minus one twenty five. Uh that's the favorite to pick. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean that way anyway. I think I think Arkansas is a nine to ten win team, which is exactly where they were last year at nine and four. Yeah, no, and I'm I, I I tend to agree with you. But let's both let's both hop on the over there. Let's head on over to another school that uh, has got an eccentric coach as well that that has had some success in other places, but the air raid is is taking its time to to take effect in the SEC West. Let's head on over to Mississippi State, Stark Vegas, Starkville, if you will, Mississippi, where Mike Leach. Has the Mississippi State Bulldogs set at six and a half wins this season? Over is minus one twenty, under is minus one ten. Uh, man, this is the one of the harder lines to judge. I think if you're gonna give me one that's really tough to figure out, this is the one because just an absolutely brutal schedule, right? Two sets of back-to-back away games. 
at Arizona, then at LSU, and then later in the season at Kentucky and Alabama. Cody, do you have a take on this? Do you think they're going to go under, or does Mike Leach get the boys riled up and get the pirate way going there? Six and a half is a good number, right? Memphis is always going to be tough. Arizona is going to be a game. LSU's could be a game. But once they get into, once they get into divisional play, they get Georgia, Bama, Kentucky's a top 15 recruiting team. Kentucky's a solid football team. Arkansas, A&M, like that is an absolute gauntlet. You have to win those first four games of the year. You have to win those first four games of the year because you're going to go on a slide. Four and one, four and two, four and three, four and four. Does that slide into Auburn? Four and five. Georgia, four and six. Five and six. And then you're looking at Old Miss to get that sixth win, and six doesn't even get you there. I'm going under. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at you have to win. You have to win at least three out of the first four, right? So Memphis, Arizona, Bowling Green. Hopefully, you you think those are wins. Then at the end of the year, you gotta hope they beat East Tennessee State. Shout out to the SEC playing these fucking goofy ass Mickey Mouse games at the end of the year. It's absolutely ridiculous. Grow up, SEC. Grow the fuck up. And then you got. Ole Miss, Alabama, those two are probably lost. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go under here too. I, I I I wish Mike Leach could get better, I guess, talent there. Um, his defense is just not defense was just not very good last year. I hope they do better, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I think I lean under too. From a from a talent perspective, like the offense is always going to be that offense, right? Will Rogers is going to be there. He's going to be able to get the the ball downfield. I like I like what Jaden Wally's doing at wide receiver. Um, but again, I don't think this has this this offense doesn't have the potency to keep up with these teams. You get dog walked by Bama at home by forty last year. You know you, they beat A and M, but again those those games are going to happen, especially in the SEC play when they're when they're all banging up on each other week in and week out. But having to score forty and fifty every single week in the SEC with these defenses, uh, when you don't have the talent level or the defense that can even slow anybody down. That's where you get into a, a, a pickle, and that's where I think uh, Mississippi State's going to fall behind. You heard him. Mississippi State in a pickle this year. Take the under. Let's head on to an, uh, the last team here in the SEC West before we hop over to the SEC East. They have a head coach that the alumni base doesn't want. They hate this guy. They've, they've tried to claim that he's had affairs with assistants. They've tried to run him out of town. Auburn... The Auburn Tigers hate their head coach, Brian Harson. They want him gone, even though he did pretty well last year. I mean, the record's not going to show up, but you almost beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl at home when you had no business beating him. Um, Auburn total was set at six wins. It was six and a half between April and May. So this line has recently come down from six and a half to six. Over is one, minus 130. Under is plus 100. Cody, why why am I gonna have to take the over here? Over? Who? Why why do I have to take the over here? Probably because I'm going under. Give me that money. Really? Give me that. That's it. I mean, first off, they're a heavy favorite, minus one fifty. To go over, you get plus one twenty. But to go under, uh, you're, you're taking on a lot of juice there. It's minus one fifty under six and a half. I'm looking at it right now. I see four wins. I see I see three and a half wins. Okay, where are they coming from? Mercer, San Jose, Western Kentucky is going to be a duel, and Missouri. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
So Mercer is going to be a win week one. They could be undefeated by the time they reach week six, dude. Look at the schedule, right? Mercer, then San Jose State. Penn State's coming to Auburn this year. They played they played Penn State in overtime last year at Penn State. Now they're coming home in Parsons, mm-hmm. I think, second year here. Yep. I think that's a win. Missouri, that's going to be a win. And then you got Brian Kelly, week, week five. That potentially could be a win, too. So, like, they could end up realistically starting off the season 5-0, and and then they're going to get dog-walked by Georgia and Old Miss. But even then, like, could Auburn jump up and bite Old Miss? Could Auburn jump up and bite Mississippi State later in the season? No. Western Kentucky doesn't have any of its talent no, anymore. No, no, no. Or no. its offensive coordinator. No. I, you think they're going to just beat Penn State like it's nothing? Dude, I don't – I. James Franklin is frankly should be on the hot seat. I mean, he should be for for the lack of pedigree that that program sustained over the last couple of years. I mean, they've turned into I don't know the old the old Miss or the Texas A and M of the of the Big Ten East. I mean, they're constantly what eight and four. That's what nine and that's three, what they're, they're the two. they're the Auburn of the Big Ten, except they can no. they actually can win games at the end of the except for the one championship thanks to Cam Newton you know transferring in. Other than that, like th- this Penn State team is uh, looked at as a higher regard in the Big Ten than Auburn is. Penn State beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin last year by six to open the season. They beat Auburn at home by a touchdown. They went to Iowa and lost by three at Iowa in prime time. They were ranked fourth in the country at that time. They went to Ohio State and lost by nine in the shoe. They went to Michigan and lost by four. Michigan State lost by three. Remember how good these teams were last year? Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa. Then they played Ar- then they played Arkansas in the Outback Bowl that we talked about a minute ago. They lost by 14. They played a hell of a schedule last year, and they they played above and beyond. Kayvon Lee at running back, Nick Nick Singleton. We just had him in a draft. I mean, they got Drew Allers as a, a freshman. He's probably not going to play much, but they got Sean Clifford, redshirt uh, senior, who we know he's basically you know a poor man's version of, of Stetson Bennett. But from a talent perspective, Theo Johnson at tight end. They got dogs. They got guys that can play. Parker Washington at wide receiver. They have talent, and they've always, always had a strong defense. And I think that's going to continue into this season. Dude, I mean, like, you could say all that, but you're you're conveniently forgetting a game that they lost that was really, really, really bad. Yeah. Can you tell me what? How many? How many overtimes was that again? Who? Who? Um, the world's long. What was that? Which game? Which which game had all the overtimes in it? You you know which one it is. Come on. Was it, it was it the Illinois game? It was the Illinois game. They lost to Illinois. Yeah. You conveniently left out. They lost to they, Let me repeat that for everybody. They lost to Illinois. Who gives a Art shit? Sitow, Art Satowski. Who gives put a on a shit? clinic. They lost to Brett Bielema. Dude, Penn State shit? is not as good as no. They're not as good as everyone says they are. I, no. Who's no, better? Not at all. It's Auburn. It's this coach might be fired by the time they get there. Oh, oh, he's definitely. They he's beat definitely Akron by fifty for sure. They beat Akron by fifty. Congratulations. Okay, but Akron's one of the worst group get, of five guess, teams out there. Guess, get, they lost to South Carolina last year. South Carolina wasn't good. Like, okay, this, I, this is what I'm I, like. Okay, these are both teams on the same level. Penn State and Auburn are literally. And now that I'm thinking about it, on the same level as far as it goes, like they're always going to be ranked at some point during the season. They're always going to fall off at some point during the season. They're never going to be on the levels of Ohio State, Michigan. They're never going to be on the level of Georgia, Alabama. But they're going to have a season where they win 10 games. Boom. 
And so I, I just think it's going to be a great game. I don't, and, and Penn state won last year. They beat them by eight at Penn state. I just, I don't think it's an easy one to just, to just mark up for mark up as a win. That's, 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 that's my, that's kind of my angle there. Okay. Okay. Fair. We disagree on that one. Okay. So Cody's going over, over, or Cody's going under on Auburn. Six wins. I'm going over. You think they're just gonna? Do- you think they're just gonna dog walk Missouri too? I think they Dude, beat, Missouri. I think they beat Missouri. Missouri lost. No, Missouri lost their lost their their key key offensive player, right? I mean, Tyler Beatty's in the NFL now. Who do they have to back him up? I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Do you? True, tr- uh, yeah, running back. True. I mean, at receiver Luther Burden, true freshman. That's about what they got. I mean, they, but they went six and seven last year. I'm just saying, like, I I don't know. They they're gonna they're gonna play they're gonna play them tough, but. I don't think I, mean, I don't think they're going to beat him. I don't know why I brought that. I just, You're talking about six and six Missouri, six and seven. They weren't quite five hundred. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, six and six regular season, but yeah, six and <laughs> this is the team that you're going to. Do you get a dog walk them? Yeah, probably. Okay, I've had enough talking about this this team. Let's head that over to the SEC East. Oh sure, you want to talk, talk about you want to talk about Stetson Bennett. Is that who you want to talk about? Let's talk about dogs. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk yeah. about Stetson the, Bennett, the, the best quarterback college. The hero. The hero, Stetson Bennett. Let's talk about him. Talk about lawn chair quarterbacks, guys that just fold under pressure. Fucking definition of lawn chair quarterback. This is your favorite quarterback. I love him. I, I love I want him to be so good in the NFL. I, he's the Bailey Zappi of this class. Um He's gonna get benched. He, he, he might he absolutely might. But he's gonna win another championship. That's a hot. That's he's he's going to get another ring. They're, they're going to bench him literally uh, just so they can play two running backs. Their dude, their schedule shapes up so nicely here. Let's let's talk about Georgia. Georgia, the reigning national champions, come in win total set at eleven and a half. Overs plus one fifty minus or the under is minus one eighty. Cody, one set of back to back aways, but not until later in the season. Here is a look at the schedule. Defense takes quite a hit, right, with all of his draft picks going in the first round and the second round here. Um, did you like the Eagles' pickup in the second round? Did you think him sliding all the way to the second round was appropriate for someone his his caliber? You're talking about Nicobe? Nicobe Dean? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I got a lot. Of, I got a little bit of flack from that from 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 Matt and on and uh, early on having Nicobe slotted uh, in the 30s and 40s, and then they're like, he's never going to fall there, and the talent levels there, but. And then when I got to the draft and I saw him in person, uh, I was recording some videos, you know, the day before the draft, and it was like all these guys, monsters, Jordan Davis, monster, Jermaine Johnson, court, all the court, like quarterback. Matt Corral is not big by any means, but N'Kobe Dean was the guy that was just like in the corner, not getting talked to, and I was like, that guy's five eight, two hundred and eight pounds, and <laughs> he's not really that small, but he looked like he was that small. Sure, and sure. I was just like, that's not an NFL linebacker. But the problem is, it's like. He's got the speed. He's got the like. You remember Mark Barron? Mark Barron was the opposite, right? He was a safety and he came in and then he moved to linebacker and then he moved back. Right. This guy, he has the range to where he could possibly move back to like a strong in the box safety. That's what I would love him to be. But yeah, no, I love I love the Nicobe Dean talent. We saw it in him dominate. And I, the one play that really sticks out to me from 
his playing days at Georgia obviously was, um, I think it was the national championship when they were down about the three, four yard line and Channing Tindall. This is the one that sticks in my mind. You always have that one play that sticks in your mind for certain players with Channing Tindall. He's yeah. got the big cowboy collar on and he's lined up down there at the four and the play goes to the, to the left and Channing Tindall just takes off to the right. And Nicobe, like in the middle of the play grabs him. He's like, where are you go? And he just like pushes him that way. And he just completely, <laughs> I was like, IQ 100% Nicobe Dean is like, He's just a baller, right? And, and Tyndall, on the other hand, I don't know about that. But, you know, I love, I love N'Kobe Dean. I thought that was great value. So, with all those defensive guys going, does, do you think Georgia can get it done this season again, hit the, hit the over here at, at plus 150? I mean, if not, where are they losing? That's the thing is the numbers at 11.5. We talked about this with Bama. 11.5, I'd take the under on Bama, right? And now you have this number, 11.5, juiced to 180 under plus 150 over Oregon still has some talent. I don't think Oregon's going to beat them because just because of the, the pure offensive talent that Georgia has last year, you saw how strong they were on defense. I think this year it kind of turns over and it's, they more lean on the offense where they just have the defense, right? They got Bowers. Uh, is Eric Gilbert going to be 300 pounds or 250? Cause if he's 250, he's going to be a dog. Uh, Darnell Washington, obviously five-star tight end. They get the tight end class is stupid. The running backs, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, dogs. Branson Robinson, you seen pictures of this guy? Dog. Oh, yeah. You look at the, the receivers they bring over. Like, th- There's talent on this offense to score points week in and week out. You know they got the linchpin at, le- at right tackle with Warren McClendon, the guy that shut down Aiden Hutchinson. But when you go to defense, like the guys I like it, Jalen Carter. I think Jalen Carter was the best defensive player on this team last year. Write it down. Jalen Carter, best defensive player on Georgia in 2021. Will be again 2022. Nolan Smith is still there. Um, you look at the back end, Tyke Smith, Kelly Ringo. Like This defense is still going to be a unit. They're not going to be quite as dominant. We saw them just uh, literally obliterate everybody last year. Like Listen to these point totals given up through SEC play. 0, 0, 6, 7, 10, 13, 17. And then, then you go to the playoffs, and that's when they play BAM, obviously, and give up 41. But they dominated. They dog-walked. Literally, they're dogs. I'm going to keep saying dogs. They dog-walked everybody. And do they hit 11.5? Do they hit? They have to go undefeated to hit this 12 number. I'm taking the under. Give me the under. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, they got to go to Kentucky. You, you're not really worried about Florida or Tennessee, but those are, those are going to be tough matchups. The offense is going to be there at South Carolina, at Oregon. I, I'm just going to bet on them losing at least one game here. Um, I think there's a good chance they go undefeated, but I'm just going to bet on them taking one loss. Yeah, and if you're talking narrative street, I mean, Dan Lanning, defensive coordinator for them, heading on over to be the the head coach at Oregon. So he's going to have some familiarity with how they're going to run the offensive schemes. I think they're going to play them close, but get the fuck out of here calling this a neutral site game when it's in Atlanta. Like, th- this shit is super annoying. Like, let's look up how many, how many games SEC teams have played in neutral sites that have been way farther closer to them as, than their opponents. It's garbage. Um, but like, just from a narrative, like how many years has it been since Georgia last won their national championship? You have a massive hangover, right? You weren't really, you finally beat Kirby Smart. One of the saving disciples has beaten the master, has descended to the top of this. I mean, kind of like what we all thought when the year after LSU won, they were coming crashing down. I think it's the same way. I'm with you under 11 and a half wins. Who beats Georgia? Who beats them? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you who I think beats him. 
Go ahead. I think Kentucky beats them. That, that, okay. I, I, that could be it. Yeah. I mean, the only other person, the only other team I could think that could beat them other than that would have been Mississippi State. I was hoping you were going to say Oregon. No, no, I can't do Oregon. I can't do Oregon. Only because Dan Lanning being there, I, I don't know. I, I get, I like Dan Lanning as a coach. I think he's a decent hire. Um, does pretty well recruiting wise, but, I don't know. I, I don't see them beating you, you, Georgia right off the bat. I think it's close. So no. when the lines come out, I'm probably going to take Oregon there. But Do you know why you're not taking Oregon? Because why? the starting quarterback is going to be Bo Nix. The legend of Bo Nix? So he beats Oregon and then goes back to play at Oregon? That's amazing. Phenomenal. I think they beat I think they beat Oregon Justin Herbert's last year. Or the year after Justin Herbert left, right? <laughs> Fucking Mario Cristobal. That's the guy you fucking want as your coach. He's Mario Cristobal wasted Justin Herbert's talent. And you're sitting there telling me you want this guy coaching the Miami Hurricane. Get the fuck out. This is, yeah, the, the antlers. Get them above your head, clown. Where, where, head where, where's your, where's your hand sign, huh? Where's your hand sign? You ain't got one. Exactly, because you're a cat. I, mean, I don't I don't believe in you're a gang cat. signs. I don't, I don't run in the gang. Um... Let's head on over to Tennessee now. This team that always believes it's 98 or 99 or whatever the fuck Peyton left. This is a team that perpetually, if you're on Twitter, they jump at you when you make any sort of criticism criticism about their school whatsoever. One of the softest fan bases out there. I'll go ahead and just say it. Um, their total is set at 7.5. Over is minus 115. Under is one also minus 115. So it was 7 this number's been bumped up. People have been betting you over here. Um, Hypo coming in. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you go over. I guess you take the over here, right? Do we believe in Hendon Hooker? Yeah, that's where I was going to go. I was going to go over just to spite you because I thought you were going to go under. When you go over, you're talking about Vanderbilt. I think that's a good win. Missouri, UT Martin, Akron. Pitt, Ball State, that's six right off the bat. Then you're just hoping for one win out of, you think Florida sucks. LSU, we're not sure what there's, what's going to happen there. Um, and South Carolina, that's three games that you just need to get one out of. Or, oh, well, I mean, you need to so, get two. Never mind. Number was moved from seven to seven and a half uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm going I'm going under on seven and a half. I was going to go over, yeah, but I, I'm going to go under. I think, I, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go under two here. Cause like, Florida, Florida dog with them, dog walked them at Florida at the swamp last year, and that talent alone—that was literally just talent alone. But I think that may have also been before Hendon Hooker took over at, as a starting quarterback. So, you know, they had some like flipping back and forth, and then they took Alabama close last year too. So like, if I'm Tennessee, like I'm amping up for Week Seven against Alabama. That's gonna be the, the key matchup that week for sure. But I'm with you. I think I go under here too. Um, heading on over to the Swampland. Great time to talk about Florida here. So Florida line is at seven wins. Over is minus one twenty. Under is one ten minus one ten. New coach coming in. Dan Mullen out. Um, Dan Mullen, you know, 
say what you want, didn't say the right things in the media, kind of like Brian Harson, where he's just not appealing to the fan base very well at all. Um, Got to see good recruiting rankings, Dan. We need to see that you can recruit well in the SEC in order to keep your job. So new coach coming in here, Billy Napier. What's the season look like? First season at Florida. What's he do, Cody? This is the toughest one for me because last year, like you said, the biggest point to me was, okay, they go 6-7. and seven. We see flashes from Emory Jones. We see flashes from Anthony Richardson. The problem is the Damian Pierce – got shoved into a, a corner, he, 13 touchdowns, and averaged 5.7 yards per carry, which is best in the team among requisite running backs. But they just didn't give him the ball. And then you hear stories from, from the likes of Jim Nagy where it's like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes uh, uh, politics has a little way of uh, pushing some guys to the front of the line because, you know, they were a five-star prospect or, you know, maybe they got a couple hundred thousand dollars. And it's like, well, what the hell? I'm right. going to enter the transfer portal if you don't start me this week. And supposedly some of that stuff happened. Um, I like the talent. I like Justin Shorter. Um, I think one of these quarterbacks, uh, I, th- I think Anthony Richardson's the answer um, at Florida. They bring in Montrell Johnson uh, from the transfer portal. Uh, I think there's enough talent here to make some noise. I don't think the defense is going to be on the on the same level they were a couple years ago. The seven number, the seven number for me is a little tough. The seven number, I'm, I'm not a big fan of because you still have the end of the year they have to go to Florida State, A&M, Georgia. Obviously, I mean, it feels like every time we talk about all these teams, A&M, Georgia, A&M, Georgia, A&M, Bama. It's just like this is, you can just chalk them up, and they're always back to back for these teams, these lower end teams. I'm going over. Oh, I'm going over. Oh, okay. Okay. This is good. And I, this is and good. I'm buying okay. into the Anthony Richardson hype, right? Early last okay. year, they were ranked. They fell off toward the end of the year. They got just obliterated by South Carolina, got beat by 30 by Georgia. Uh, I mean, Sanford, Sanford, a non-major team put up 52 on them uh, at home, at home. So that's such a weird game. Such a weird game. They dropped 70, but they give up 52. It's just like, it's 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 pukey. They beat Florida State by three to close the season out. But you look at this schedule, and the bulk of the struggle could come at the end of the year. I think Utah at the early part of the season is going to be Utah is always strong. They're not strong, but they're always like a, it's always a game. Utah, Kentucky, South Florida, Tennessee, Eastern Washington, Missouri. You can really, if Florida is on their A game, you could see them winning six all six of those games. You can, you can actually see it happening. Do I think they do it? I think Tennessee is going to be up. A hell of a game. They beat Tennessee by 24 last year. Um, I think from an offensive standpoint, I think Florida's a little bit better this year. Kentucky, I talked about before, I think Kentucky's going to be a tough one. If they come out of this 4-2, and two, you lose two games, Georgia, Texas, A&M, that's 4-4. Four and four. You have to win the last three to push. So let's, let's play this game real quick here. Guess the line. Week one, guess the line against Utah. Against Utah at home? Yep. Four and a half. Pick them. Pick them. Pick them. Really? On Caesar Sportsbook. Pick them. Yes, pick them. Pick them at pick home em. against Utah. At home against Utah. Utah is traveling all the way across the country. Something stinks. Wow. Something stinks. It's a rat, it's a rat line. I'm not – I don't know which way to go. I mean – You just it, stay away. It, stay away. Stay away. Or you go or you go with Florida. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's right – the over here. Um, 
you could see them losing against Utah and then pick one of the LSU, Kentucky, or Texas A&M games they lose to yeah. as well. But I think the re- remainder of the schedule, I think they're going to end up winning. So if they go 4-2, and two, if they go 4-2, and two, so say they, they lose one of the Utah-Kentucky games, or say they lose one of the Utah-Tennessee games, they lose to Kentucky, they go 4-2, and two, they okay. beat South Florida, East Washington, Missouri, they go to LSU at 4-2, and two, at home. That's a pukey. Yep. That's a pukey game. Do they beat LSU at home? Ugh, that's a tough part. I think the athletes from both sides are going to be good enough. I mean, they lost what a shootout last year. Forty-two, forty-nine at LSU last year. Yeah. So I mean, that could you could give them that win. Sure. Okay. So at home. five and two, you lose to Georgia, Texas A&M. Five and four, home against South Carolina. That's a winnable game. It's a win. Six yeah. at Vandy. Seven. So you're sitting at seven and four, going to Florida State, and Florida State's yeah, that's eight. Florida State hasn't been special, but it's Florida State and it's Florida. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think you're right. The case there is probably over, over seven wins, Florida. So let's go. Let's head on to another school here in the SEC. So we'll, we'll start going things a little faster here. Um, home of home of your favorite Heisman candidate, Jesus Christ, who came out of who came out of nowhere. Just seriously, I don't know who elected, who died and elected this guy to be the number one overall pick. I saw Mel Kuyper come out with the mock draft, for, and I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, this is a, a joke. Um, wait, wait, Kuyper had Kentucky, number one overall. He had him in the top ten. Oh, yeah. I think that's fair. If you think if you think he takes any time of, if you think he takes any type of step forward at all, uh, I think that's fair play because I think he's he's easily puts himself in the look at the he's six three two twenty five he's he's NFL-sized quarterback with somewhat athleticism and a and a cannon, like it's it's the non it's the non uh, non tangibles for me. If I'm putting my coaching hat on, it's the, it's the eating whole bananas with peels on them. It's the eating mayo. You with, and these goddamn mayo, bananas. Mayo in your coffee. Just if I'm a coach, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's mayo no in your coffee. That's some that's some heavy creamer. You know who I learned today? Uh, Kevin Garnett. His first couple of years in the in the in the NBA, he drank Gatorade mixed with coffee uh, for breakfast yeah. because he would get really because he would get back from yeah, like overnight games and they mm-hmm. had to like it was rookies rookie his first and second year with Flip Saunders in Minnesota they had like rookies had to be like at the front of the line running and he's like I had to have the most energy at practice I just had to that was just my mentality I couldn't go there and just lackadaisically play I had to have the most energy so he said he would drink. Gatorades mixed with coffee, and you're saying yes. Like, if if you had this, no. But I've heard I heard the story before about him doing that, where they would go out for long nights or whatever, or they'd have you know travel games and he'd come back and he'd be like, I need to get hydrated, I need to get ready, but I also want to wake up. Yeah. yeah. Just put some fucking just put some pre workout in your Gatorade, dude. <laughs> go to prbreaker.com today. Use the promo code Cody. Get yourself ten percent off of any pre workout. They got the the blue raz and the grape candy or the grape the grape coming back go get yourself some pre-workout kg dump that shit in the gatorade do the work do the work you don't need coffee who drinks coffee i like i like teeth white or red teeth you you yeah or red there you go Uh, it's okay so i'm guessing i'm guessing what will love is coffee talk aside He's got to be what? He's got to be the single factor on this team that gets them over eight and a half for you, right? 
you have to be going over being a Will Levis stand. I mean, I. I'm surprised. I'll, 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 okay, what? I'll do it. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'll be a Will Levis stand for you. I'll do it. I, I mean, I like him. I, I took. I mean, I did. I took him for my. Uh, Took him for my highs, my, my sleeper Heisman, eight and a half overs, paying one plus one ten. I get Will Levis, I get Chris Rodriguez, transfer in Javon Baker. I'll do it. Give me give me over eight and a half. Let let me let me paint the picture for you. Georgia at home. Oh, get the fuck out! I talked about this get, earlier with get, Georgia. I talked about this earlier. Get with, out I said of here. this earlier with Georgia. I said the one game on Georgia's oh, schedule God. that Georgia could lose to make them go under eleven and a half was what? Kentucky. 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 And, and you said ooh. You said ooh. Okay. So you look at the rest of the schedule: Miami of Ohio, dog walk at Florida, Youngstown State again. Like Sam Houston earlier, Youngstown strong. Right. Northern Illinois. They don't have Jordan Lynch anymore. South Carolina. Mississippi State, Tennessee, Missouri, Vandy. Again, like if 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 Will Levis takes any type of step forward, this team's got one loss maybe going into that Georgia game. Maybe Tennessee. This is this is the easiest schedule in the SEC this year. This is the easiest schedule in the SEC this year. Ole Miss is going to be a game. Tennessee's going to be an okay game. This is the easiest schedule in the SEC this year. Okay, so okay, so if they go, so at nine wins, they've only they can only lose three. So which which three are they losing then? They're losing Florida, Georgia, and Ole, Ole Miss. Miss or yeah. Tennessee. It'd have to be yeah. I would I would go I would go Ole Miss. I would go Georgia, and then I would go probably Tennessee. Okay. See, I, I can see that, but I can also see them losing at home against Mississippi State, right? Doing something fucking stupid, right? They have, uh, like I'm looking at here, so they, they don't have a look-ahead spot against Georgia because they play Vandy the week before. I don't think they're going to be looking ahead, but um, shoot, man. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I kind of go over too. I don't know. This one is tough for me. I see more losses that are possible than wins. But like you said, if they take one step forward, do they have anybody returning on on the offensive skill position besides the running back and Will Levis? Demarcus Harris, but he's he's not he's not special by any means. Keaton Upshaw, they got their tight end back, but it's like it, it's it's mainly going to be Will Levis. Will Levis is going to be the one creating out there. Okay, you've you've con- you've convinced me. Okay, I'll 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 lean you over to lean you over. I mean, I, the thing with this one is like, like I said, I think it's literally the easiest schedule in the SEC out of all these schedules we went through. I think Kentucky has the easiest. They have at Ole Miss. Okay, it's going to be a tough game. Home against Georgia, which is ideal late in the season. Uh, I, yeah, and yeah, like the potential is the there. My thing is like th- sure. this line should be at nine and a half. And then we're talking. Oof. And then we're talking. Put it at nine and a half. And then we're hit, and then we're smashing the under. Put it at nine okay. and a half, and then we'll take the under. Give me that over yeah, at plus one ten, hundred percent. That's gonna be the bet. Okay. Yeah, I like that pick. Okay. Uh, next one was here, South Carolina. Um, line set at six wins. Over is minus one hundred five. Under is minus one twenty five. This was five and a half early May. Line has jumped up to six now. Uh. Cody, is this is this the year that they they build on the mailable win success at the end of last year, beating Sam Howell? Is this the year they go over again? 
I think the number, you know, you said it was five and a half. They moved it to six. It's not an easy. It's not easy by any means. Like they got all the guys. On, they got all the all the teams out here. They got Georgia, Kentucky, A and M, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson. Those are tough games. Who who are the easy wins here? Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State, Missouri, Vandy. That's five. Then you have to upset somebody. Yeah, that's the thing. And 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 what I say by that is you have to upset somebody because we're not expecting Rattler to be uh, what we saw Rattler early out, early in his career. Christian Beal, mm-hmm. your, your guy is there, Christian Beal. Um, Marshawn Lloyd is healthy. Marshawn Lloyd's 220 pounds. He looks like a damn tank. He's coming back uh, from injury. Austin Stogner transferred with Rattler. If Rattler, if Rattler, I would say this, if Rattler starts the season, I think they go over this number because what that tells me if Rattler starts the season is that Rattler is at least somewhat in his in his own, like he's, he's somewhat progressing towards the right direction. And if, yeah. if that's the, the thing, like he's got he's got a strong core of, of talent around him, a, a strong core, not a great core, strong core, right? Jaheim Bell, Austin Stogner, Marshawn Lloyd, like those are that's enough guys. Two tight ends, a nice running back, uh, a solid offensive line, a couple guys on defense. There's enough there, but again, you have to upset somebody. Who are they going to upset? That's where I'm looking. That's what I got to find somebody that they're going to upset. Do you got anybody for me? Uh, I think for me, you're talking either you're looking either at Kentucky. Or or home against Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. I mean, those are the two, right? Those are the two, two, only two you're looking at here. I mean, because Vanderbilt and Florida are back to back aways, so likely they beat they beat Vanderbilt, but they lose to Florida. Um, here here's the thing that that I want to know here is that if you're gonna take the over, Cody, can you live with being the guy who drafted brisket but also took the over? on a team with a quarterback who's vegan. How, how is a vegan quarterback going to play in the SEC? This is, this is South Carolina we're talking about. This is not, you know, West Virginia or Virginia where it's kind of South. This, this is, this is, this is South and he's a vegan out there. I, that's why I got to go under. I don't know how, how you survive. And you know, Sam Howell doesn't eat red meat either, right? But he does eat meat. That's the difference. He's what? That's the difference. He's, he's fish. He's chicken. Oh, you ever seen a big chicken? I've seen big fish. Yeah, never seen a big chicken in my life. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Let's move on here to Missouri. Missouri line here is win total is at five. Uh, over is plus 115. The under is minus 145. Eli Drinkowitz heading into his third season. Uh... Tyler Beatty gone or Batty gone. I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his name. Beatty Batty. Yeah, whatever. He's going to be, I don't know. We'll leave it to Noah Hills to tell you if he's good or not. Um, Let's see here. Over is plus 115. Under is minus 145. I'm hammering the over all day long. Over? I'm 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 hammering the over here. Hammering. Hammering the over. I'm going out right now. I'm going to call. My local banker responsibly take out a second mortgage. Oh shit! Take the kids' college funds, all all it's three going, or four. I don't know how many going they have. Broke. Put put them all on responsibly, obviously responsibly going broke. Um, put it all in Missouri on the over here. I mean, Louisiana Tech win, Kansas State could be a possible win, right? Adrian Martinez coming in there. It's gonna be a different system. New year. Uh, Abilene Christian week three. That's a win. By and Vanderbilt in week eight, that's another win. New Mexico State, that's a win. That's four wins already. 
four wins already that you can count. So now you got to figure out if it's Kentucky and Kansas State are going to get you to a push or a win, and then you have at South Carolina. That could be a win. They're not beating Deuce Vaughn. For, dude, okay, they could they could beat Florida. They should they could beat Auburn. I mean, if Brian Harson didn't have his shit together, they could beat Auburn on the road, man. This is a team that's been known to bite people. This guy's talking I, about Bama. This team, this guy's talking about Auburn potentially beating Bama, and now he's talking about Missouri beating Auburn. By transitive process, yeah. the, the Missouri is the national champs. I love the transitive process, especially when it applies to college football teams winning against the United. Isn't that okay, awesome? So, they used to have a, a website for that. <laughs> that's for. So, <laughs> so okay, so are you are you going are you going under here, Missouri? I don't want to bet this. I'm not betting. I'm not betting Missouri. If I was gonna go one direction, I'd go under, uh, and just and just bet on the regression. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go under if anything. Okay. okay I don't think under. they beat Kansas gonna, State. I don't think Kansas State, going to Kansas State's a, a lot tougher than a lot of people think. Uh, Louisiana Tech always has a solid running back. Always has a solid team. Abilene Christian should be a, a cakewalk. New Mexico State should be a cakewalk. Uh, but again, you're going through the SEC gauntlet. This is a team that we talked to about all the other teams. This was a chalked-up W for the most of them, uh, other than Vanderbilt, who we might talk about here in a minute, who's the, the laughingstock of the SEC currently until uh, Texas comes. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Um, so, <laughs> like, I, I don't think I don't think Missouri touches this over five number. The, the problem is, is it's five. I They got to hit six, and I don't like five. So, psst, give me the under. Okay. And like you, like you alluded to, last on the list here, we got Vanderbilt. Before we hop into our our last picks of the day, Vanderbilt, the line is two and a half. It was one and a half in April, which if you got it at one and a half, you smashed the shit out of it because they moved it up one whole game. Over is plus 140. Under is minus 170 here. I, I see two wins in the schedule here, Cody. Well, one one for sure win and two possible wins. Are you are you leaning over or under here at Vanderbilt? Well, they lost to East Tennessee State last year, so I mean, tell me who the two wins are. I think they go into the Timmy Chain Complex in Hawaii Week Zero. I think they beat I think they beat Hawaii in Week Zero. Then they come home and I think they play Elon. I think they beat Elon too. So now you're starting off two and zero. You think they're gonna the okay. tough one? Okay. The tough one is going to be against NIU. Because after – or, sorry, they come home, they lose against Wake Forest week two. So now you're heading into NIU on the road week three. That's when that's when it makes or breaks the season for you. Because if they don't win against NIU, they're fucked. The rest of the season is just downhill from there if you're if you're a Commodore fan. You agree? Yeah. I think Todd Graham's going to put the work on these guys week one. You're going, to, really? you're going down to Hawaii. I think – I know – I don't think Vanderbilt's built to go to, go to Hawaii and, and play a competent team and, and do anything. And I'm not calling Hawaii great by any means, but I mean, when you add Rainbow in front of Warrior, it makes your team a little bit stronger. Uh, and, and the passing <laughs> attack that Todd Graham has, it's going to put up 40. Is Vanderbilt going to be able to put up 40? I don't think so. They got Ramon Davis. That's my favorite guy in Vanderbilt right now. Uh, I don't think they have a lot else. They don't have anything else. That's it. So... You know, do they beat Elon? Yes. I think they get absolutely annihilated by everybody else in this schedule. I mean, they have. We talk about the easiest schedule being to Kentucky. I think this is the toughest. Bama, Ole Miss, Georgia, 
back to back to back. I mean, you're going to give up 379 points those three games, and you're going to come back and get a Missouri team, and you're going to have nobody left on the roster to play. Um, they're going to play Missouri. Then they're going to get a South Carolina team with Kentucky after that. At Kentucky. This is a very tough schedule, and if, oh, yeah. if they don't win that game week one, there's a very. T- I think it's a, a very high opportunity that they go at one and eleven. So I'm going under two and a half. I would have taken under one and a half just because Elon's the only one I think on here. You're talking about Northern Illinois. I made the joke earlier they don't have Jordan Lynch anymore. Um, you're up you're up closer to that Northern Illinois franchise. I think that's just a more competent team than what Vanderbilt has right now. And even if they do, yeah, so like, so I, obviously I'm of the I'm of the thought that they lose to Hawaii. So if they beat Elon and in Northern Illinois, that's two. Do they beat anybody in the SEC? No, I mean you can't you can't say for certain that they're going to beat anybody in the SEC. That's the thing. For sure. Yeah, they're going to get dog walked the entire time. <laughs> okay, let's let's wrap it up here. We'll we'll do we'll do we'll, we'll do this. Let's take one over each, one under each, one of our favorites, and then so one favorite over, one favorite under. You're on, and then give me give me your sweat, your SEC sweat because it's it's hot down there. Give us something that you're not totally certain on that you lean one way or the other that's going to be fun to watch and wait out. So give me your over first. What's your over? All right, so let's put these numbers back up on the board for everybody. Alabama's at 11, A&M's 8.5, Old Miss 7.5, Auburn 6.5, LSU 7, Mississippi State 6.5, Arkansas 7, Georgia 11.5, Tennessee 7.5, Florida 7, South Carolina 5.5, Missouri 5, Kentucky 8.5, and, and Vanderbilt 2.5. My favorite pick out of all of these has got to be Kentucky over eight and a half. Okay, so you're going over, you're going over Kentucky, okay. Where are you going, sir? Uh, for me, for me, I'm going to go over, uh, I'm going to go over on, uh, I'm going to go over on LSU. I think LSU gets, gets, gets the over here. Plus uh, 110. Plus 100. Plus 110, I love it. I love it. That's the over. Okay, so taking LSU, taking Kentucky. What's your under? My favorite under is going to have to go to... I don't want to do this. Uh, I said I'd I'd stay away from Alabama. I'm going under 8.5 Texas A&M. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Wow. Okay, we were I was a little worried there. We're about to lose all five of the viewers watching us right now. They were about to sign off. Okay. Um I'm gonna go with an under here. I like the idea you had going to Alabama at first and switching it over. I'm gonna go under I'm gonna go under on uh, on, on South Carolina. I, I like that they're gonna have success, but I, I think I gotta go under there. Um I'm not sure they even beat Missouri. Arkansas, Kentucky is a brutal schedule. Florida on the road, that's brutal. Clemson on the road, that's brutal. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under South Carolina. All right. So I gave you my bold prediction. Right early on, I said Kentucky beats Georgia. I'm gonna stick with that, and I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna go Kentucky beats Georgia. Wins 11 games, and Will Levis wins the Heisman as my bold prediction from the SEC in 2022. Do you have a bold prediction for us, Andy, to send us out? 
Yeah, I'm going to give you one you're going to sweat on. Vanderbilt over two and a half. Book it. It's going to be the best sweat of your life. Hey, man, we're going to come down here. We're going to play some football. You know they got the linchpin at right tackle with Warren McClendon, the guy that shut down Aiden Hutchinson? It's the non, it's the non, uh, non-tangibles for me if I'm putting my coaching hat on. It's the, it's the eating whole bananas with peels on them. It's the eating mayo with – putting mayo, mayo in your coffee just – Hey, man, we're going to come down here. We're going to play some football.